Hey everyone and welcome to the One Up Cast, the show where we dig through our old video game magazines and compare what we thought then to the way things are now. My name is Kieran, aka Harry Atomic, and I'll be joined each week by the one, the only, the face of Firmus Gas, Mr. Daniel Ferry. So the format of the show is going to be, we look through old video game magazines for just any small tidbits that we find interesting and then compare them to the way things are now, any new games, and essentially just have a chat about the way video games turned out. So one of the scans we found this time around and the one that kind of gave us the idea for the whole show, I say us, it was more you. Yeah, <laughs> well, I can't do a podcast, man. I want to be sitting in an empty room looking on a wall. <laughs> This is true, we kind of need each other at this point. Before we move on to what it was, this is the second time that we've done a podcast. And the first one was so successful, we decided, you know what? We, we gotta to bring it back. We, we gotta bring it back. <laughs> so after learning our lessons, it seems it seems we always do things twice. And we always yes. do well the second time. Yeah. So oh, this yeah. is yeah. so this is no lightning different. always strikes twice. Well, exactly. <laughs> that should be the tagline. The one up cast where lightning always strikes twice. Yes, I love it. So yes, that's it. <laughs> so the the game that we're gonna look at first is Mario sixty four, as well as possibly Mario Odyssey and any other Mario game that this pertains to. But the review that we found was from N sixty four Pro. The first one, I'm not sure when that came out, but one of the reviewers, Alex, said once you get over the initial awkwardness of having to change camera angles rather a lot, Mario 64 becomes an intuitive joy to play. There was another magazine at the time from February 1996 called Next Generation, which also got onto the camera angle a bit and said, last, the roving camera that provides players with a view of the game was glitchy. Often it would pan or zoom in conveniently, leaving players stuck in a difficult situation with only a close-up of Mario's butt to aid them. Interesting for sure, but not terribly useful. So that brings up a really interesting point because Mario 64, as far as I know, and as far as I remember, and from everyone I talked to, was kind of the first foray in the 3D gaming that most people had. I remember, I don't know if you remember this as well, mentioned briefly before we started the official nintendo magazine this is obviously days before the internet where people don't know what a podcast was or even know a web page but the official nintendo magazine that um came in a big plastic bag the magazine was in a bag and it was sealed and it came with a vhs tip oh. and it was a gameplay it was gameplay of mario 64 and i remember the plastic bag but it was like it has to be seen to be believed and I think the magazine was like ten pounds, and now you think about it, ten pounds might sound awful lot, but when did the N64 come out? Was nineteen ninety four? Was no, it? No, it was about. Wait there, I'll, I'll actually, I'll actually look it I'm, up. I'm, I'm guessing March twenty first, nineteen ninety four. That's my guess. Oh, you are slightly too early. We got it here, March first. Ah, all right. But uh, you're gonna be did shocked. I get the, did, did I get the year right? Nineteen ninety seven. Jesus! Wow, later go. than we thought. Our our old our old go. brains are starting to muddle <laughs> updates. There you go. Um, but when you look at ten pounds back then, it's worth a lot more than it was back now. Or now, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, but I remember knocking my parents to get me this magazine, and they caved and they did. And I watched that tape so many times, so much so. I'm kind of straying off point here, but I remember saying to me mum and dad who had genuine no interest whatsoever in games they just didn't give a shit 
Altså, I have to, so kind of like a, a meeting, you know, like an intervention. You have to sit down and watch this with me. You will not believe what you're saying. And uh, they sat down and they sat down and they literally did the parent thing as if your kid draws you a picture and they're like, oh, it's brilliant there, it's brilliant there. And uh, that was my first N64 memory where my parents didn't give a shit. But following on to your point earlier there about the camera, yeah, and Mario Odyssey. I mean, for those who have completed Odyssey, I feel it was like a direct sequel to Mario sixty four. I don't think they've ever fixed the camera. No, <laughs> like uh, many times I've played it, and I'm still getting stuck up against the wall and seeing Mario's ass and Mario's hat in the way. And you know, it has, like it released in ninety seven, as you said, that they fucking still haven't fixed it. <laughs> no, and the funny thing was is that on the N64, it even had four camera buttons. It even mm-hmm. had the four C buttons that were used for yeah. mostly for cameras and things like that. And they still, even after giving you full control, like essentially it was a D-pad just for the camera. Like, are we still it's, haven't figured it out now? It's funny. I mean, Nintendo were kind of the only people that can do it themselves. I mean, if you, I know we shouldn't really do this, but if you ever play mario 64 on an emulator with like a playstation controller or a xbox controller you know with a keyboard or mouse you know plugged on via usb it doesn't ever feel the same even though you have that second analog just spinning around like you yeah. want the you want the clicky yellow buttons they spin that camera around and flip it around and i think and this is why people are still playing smash bars with gamecube controllers nintendo were kind of the architects of building controllers just for it was almost like Miyamoto himself went on. He could have done. He went on and go, I'm making my game like this, and I need my controller to be like this. It was almost as Mario 64, and that controller was like a perfect marriage because I don't think, yes, there was all our game, but I don't know if you remember Turok, where you yes, had to use the like. C sticks to strafe and go forward, and it didn't work. And this is obviously the evolution of the analog stick then going forward to analog sticks. But is there any other game, when you think about it, probably Ocarina of Time, where the C buttons were your inventory? Yeah. Your inventory buttons? But think about it. What other game used the C buttons equally as good? I, I Nothing pops to my head. And I, someone in my turn is in the comments. Ooh, fucking... Uh, I mean, if anyone wants to chime in on it, they can feel free, but I can't think of any. Um, the We could even extend this out to talk about control, because... Yeah. I know that there were some 3D games before on Nintendo as like things like Star Fox on the SNES, but yeah. it always felt like the the controller never really felt as if you were in full control of what was going on in 3D. It really was yeah. that analog stick and it really was the fact that Nintendo had first were first diving into 3D. It was for most people, certainly for me, the first time that I'd ever played anything 3D. We could almost compare the way that we controlled the game then to the way we control it now like if you look at the switch controller the switch controller yeah. now is a lot more traditional of a controller especially the pro controller yeah and, definitely. and i used the pro controller to play mario odyssey i don't think i used the joy con at all playing that game and it really does feel now like you do have a lot more control in Mario Odyssey. Now, I know that Mario Odyssey uses the hat, like you bounce around on Cappy. Yeah, and yeah. You can mm-hmm. do some really insane, 
you know, tricks and whatever. But I remember, yeah. I remember seeing a, a video online where someone was doing some of the most insane tricks and jumps, and they were yeah. like double bouncing on Cappy and landing on ledges that were like the tiniest, but what just to get up on top of a platform that they saw in the distance. And when they got up there, there was like a stack of coins. I seen that. Yeah, I was just fucking it genius blew my mind. Because they put the coins there, knowing someone would, would do this. Yeah. And that's, you know, if it was empty up there and it just fell off the map, it's like, oh, well done, you broke the game. But it was kind of like Nintendo was kind of like, oh, well done, you well done. Because that actually happened to me in Breath of the Wild, completely going off subject here, but you just try to get a thought. Uh, I remember playing Breath of the Wild, Iron 94, and I was like skiing down this mountain on my shield. And uh, off in the distance, I just seen this like, like ridge, and there was just a branch. I just said, "I'll go over there," and uh, went over, and I just I decided, right, I'll climb up this ridge, and I got to the very top, and uh, there was like a wee flower, and then behind the flower there was a rock, so I left the rock, and underneath the rock, then was just a rippy. So yeah, it was just like a nod. That was kind of like a wee nod, you know. You know, we knew we were going to lift that rock. We knew somebody was going to climb up this branch and we knew somebody was going to lift this. You know, it's just, it's weird. I mean, how, again, falling back, they, you know, designing the controller, you know, designing an open world space. Like when they were designing that game, like they programmed that somebody somewhere in this world is going to just go lift that rock and go bump just to get yep. one rebate. You know so- what I mean? I think one of the interesting points then that comes out of that is if you look back at Mario 64 and compare, then Mario 64, that you do you remember the selling point that it was like Bowser being spun around by his tail? Yes, yes. And so and, that... And that the, the voice clip that always to this day... What did he actually say? Like, what did, what what is that voice clip that Mario says when he throws uh, Bowser? He says, so long, yeah. something Bowser? Yeah. So, like, yeah. what... So if anybody, if anybody out there, and I know that you already have, but you were starstruck. If anyone ever has the pleasure of meeting Mister Mister Charles Martinet, yeah, go and ask him. I should have asked him. I met him twice. You've met him twice. Can I tell you? Can I tell you the story about when I met Charles Martinet? Yes. Yes, we need to. We need to immortalize it. Right. This is this is the story. I worked for a video game company. Many of you might know called Game. Uh, I know it's very cool to hit game. I mm. fucking loved my time in game. Yes, I can go into politics about things, but when I look at it as a whole, I'm very lucky, very fortunate, and very grateful for the experience that they give me, but the opportunities they give me as well. So my yeah. story is, I was going to conference, and I got an email the week before saying, oh, um, there's going to be, EA's going to be here, so we need to be on our best behavior. And they're bringing David Seaman to promote FIFA. So during lunch, you can queue to meet David Seaman. Yeah. And for any of you Nintendo fans out there, bring some merch because there's a little surprise for you too. And, and uh, I remember bringing all our managers and going, do you reckon it's Charles Martinet? They were like, who the fuck is Charles Martinet? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, Game managers also, not knowing who Charles Martinet yeah. is. And you and just like, squeeing like a fan yeah. girl, being like, oh my god. Yeah, but if, you, if you go on their game manager now, they're all about that Fortnite man and those ultimate uh, passes. And them you know, v, you need them dollars. Them Fortnite uh, dollars. Do you want your points so you can score the goal faster? So we got there and lunchtime begins. And imagine it's like E3, it's a big massive arena. 
and we're all segregated off to this dining hall. And me and another manager were kind of walking in, but we're kind of lit because we're just, I don't know why, we're lit anyway. But we're walking back. But then opposite our dining hall, David Seaman was sitting there getting set up from the all these EA reps and business sits, like all, you know, talking to him and all, and all official and all. And this was for like FIFA 15 or something. And then yeah. sitting right beside him was Charles Martinet. <laughs> on his own, wearing a Hawaiian shirt and a Mario t-shirt underneath it. And it. you're very welcome. They put up a picture of your YouTube or whatever of me with Charles. Yes. Um, anyway, so I was like, James, there's Charles Martinet. There's Charles Martinet. There's Charles Martinet. Uh, he's all, well, we have to go for lunch. I'm going to meet Charles Martinet right now. <laughs> I, I, will, I will see you at a later date, but I have so something I went, to do right now. I went, I went up on my own. Nobody around him. I went over him. I shook his hands and I went, Mr. Martinet, you're my childhood hero. Uh, it's a pleasure to meet you. Thank you very much. And he actually stood. And he, he could have did the, like he's a celebrity in my eyes. He's like the guy who invented the USB. And yeah. uh, <laughs> like he, he sat for like five months and had a full-scale conversation with me about, you know, when he first got the role. And, you know, he remembers to this day the sketch. And he was just talking and he asked me my name. And, uh, you know, what was my favorite Mario moment and what was my favorite Mario game? And I always remember him telling him, I told him about the VHS tip. From, and and he actually thanked me then. He was all, well, listen, people like you, memories like that, keep me going. And, you know, thank you. It means a lot. I mean, you could have been, you know, doing anything or playing all these shooting games and stuff. But, you know, you're going out of your way. Instead of eating my lunch, they come and talk to me. and. I was just like, yeah, I was nearly well up talking to him. I was like, my God. And then I was all, can I get a, can I just get a quick picture of you? And I was, he was all, you can, but you sit down and we'll call this guy over and we'll get a proper photograph. And he put his arm over me and brilliant. Signed, Mario Maker. He's all, Super Daniel, you're number one, blah, blah, blah. And that was great. Went away floating. So I sent my wife pictures. Oh, look what I got, blah, blah, blah. And um, my sister-in-law, who basically grew up with us when we were younger, she has two kids, and uh, showing her, and she was, oh, I would love to be in there. And me and Mario 64 were her fine. So I said to myself the next day, I had a meeting with Nintendo. If Charles is there, I'll try and get something autographed for her. Yeah. And uh, he was there, and I was at the very back of the queue, and he was there for like three hours doing autographs, sign of, uh, doing autographs, videos, everything. And uh, I was contemplating, I'll just head on. I've already got my stuff. You know, I'm being greedy here. But I decided to wait because I was with another manager who never met him. And when I got up to him, he's like, oh, Daniel, how are you? You remember my name? And I did, and that sounds like stupid, but he remembered my name. Shook my hand. How are you? Blah, blah, blah. And I said, listen, here, my, my sister-in-law you know, has a kid, blah, blah, blah. No problem. And he did a video for me. Magical, absolute magic. Just a gentleman, and it's kind of like a testament to the Mario figure. Like you always picture this Mario, this happy, you know, almost too helium happy kind of guy, and it's kind of like a reflection of the actual person who plays him. It's the closest to Disney in real life, even though I've been in Disneyland. If that makes sense. How do you top a story like that? That's that's an absolute magical moment. Uh, it was just surreal, and it's ah, uh, I could talk about it for. Forever and it's so cool that that you got this 
this moment that it almost ties the whole Mario thing full circle for you. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, you you enjoyed Martin's work on on Mario on the Mario character. Then you yeah. get to go and you get to thank him, and then yeah. through the memories that you have, he then gets something out of that and thanks you in return. And it's this kind of nice cyclical kind of. Mario is probably the most iconic video game character of all time. Like, you could probably put up pictures of Lara Croft or Nathan Drake, Mario, and... I'd say he'd be right up there with Mickey Mouse, to be honest. Yeah, 100%. And the fact that this guy, he probably does this every day of nearly every week, is sitting listening to me. I mean, like, he could be going, uh, uh, whatever, you know, just switch off. You know what I mean? Because I remember, like, I'm guilty of an, even like in previous jobs I've had in the past where someone has said to me the same thing over and over and over again. You kind of just stop listening to it, but you yeah. are listening to it. It becomes. But a he script. was able to say things back to me and things like that. But another little tidbit of that story, which was very very funny. Um, so FIFA and all the EA guys were there that day when I met Charles the first time, and uh, but everybody was for Charles Martinley. People didn't know who Charles Martinley was, but he, obviously when he was there, he was doing the voice and he was all, yahoo, and all that. So yeah. people were like, oh my God, we got to get videos. So everybody was queuing, but there was a big divide between David Seaman and Charles Martinley. When I say oh. a big divide, it was like a, it was like a big, big wall, like, you know, so they couldn't actually see each other. FIFA fans um, versus Mario fans. Pretty much. So we went and got us something to eat and uh, I always remember like the managing director, we'll say his name, but came into the hall very annoyed and he's all, guys, you all need to get up right now. EA have paid a lot of money to get David Seaman here. You get up and go see David Seaman. Get a picture or whatever. Show some fucking interest, please. We, you know, they paid this money and they're quite annoyed. So I used to like football. I know who David Seaman was. I thought, no, you know what? I'll go get a picture and show me brothers who still watch football. Yeah. And uh, because we were so close to the dining room, door exit me and the other manager who already met Charles got up and walked out met David straight away and there was quite a few queue forming behind us and uh, David says to me or he says to the group who's that guy over there and we're like oh it's Charles Martin he's like but who is he because there's quite a bit of queue there and uh, he's always the voice Mario he does Mario he's all really David <laughs> Seaman got up <laughs> and uh, <laughs> left his queue <laughs> I walked up to Charles Martinley and he was all, are, are, you, are you Mario? David Seaman just, just got, got to got, the back uh, of the line. He was like, yeah, I want to meet Mario. <laughs> Sack football, who cares about FIFA? All, all these EA guys were like, where did David go? Where did David go? Did David just leave? <laughs> the one like 1999 all... like England football fan standing there, oh, where's David? Where'd he go? Are you here in the corner? So got up and uh, he literally went up in queue almost. He walked halfway up the queue and he thought, this is a bit ignorant to me, I need to stand here. But then Charles called him up. <laughs> and, uh, and Charles made a joke saying, uh, I've been in more football games than you. <laughs> <laughs> he's standing, just giving it a bit of wahoo, Mario Strikers and all. He's like, you'll never, you'll never beat me, David Seaman. Uh, so uh, uh, that was brilliant. That is absolute gold. I'm so happy you decided to share that. I do you know the thing is now me and you have been friends for way more years than I care to count. Yeah, yeah. But 
I, I, I still didn't know that whole story. <laughs> That's yeah, brilliant. Like, I knew you met him and you told me, like, about your, your nice moment, but I never knew yeah. about David Seaman getting, like, <laughs> starstruck. He's, oh my god. He's, oh my god, it's so, the voice of Mario? He cares so it's, about it. It's nice to see celebrities actually get, yeah, celebrities get starstruck too. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think that that makes it, it, I don't, I don't mean it to sound like them as if like celebrity yeah. wise, but it kind of makes, it kind of makes those guys more human. Yeah. No, it is dead easy. They just go in the queue and just go, you're a guy who plays football and I'm just going to go up and get a photograph and get a signature just to yeah. essentially prove that I've met you. Yeah. There's, but what your experience was, was more of a, a moment personal. like you, you yeah it was a personal thing you had a reason to go up there yeah. and thank someone for their work and that means so much more than just like oh yeah. look i i have proof that i met him you can't call me a liar you know yeah. you went up and actually got I, to thank it, him go it goes much beyond like i remember i was a kid and um man united were playing in ireland one time and i remember like oh i shook and they call his hand oh i shook his, and that was that so you got to say to people yeah. oh i shook his hand where this was just like a, it was a equivalent of running on them alone in a bar. But it was just, and the fact the next day he remembered my name and I wasn't wearing a name badge. Or he just, like, oh, Daniel, how are you? Shook my hand. Yeah. I mean, like he was just so appreciative of that as he, he even, like, it almost came across that he was more appreciative of me rather than our way around, and even thinking about it just makes me a wee bit emotional. To be honest, it's it, it, it was a it was an amazing moment, and I remember yeah. seeing the uh, like the picture on your wall in your yeah. living room. Stall, stall on my wall. <laughs> stall on your wall in your living room. Yeah, stall. So, that'll never be taken down. I think I think that there's two things that we can take away from that. One, that was the biggest segue I think I've ever been on. Yeah, and, and <laughs> yeah. We kind of we had this plan where we're going to do this, and we're going to yeah. just we nah. just ran. We talked to Martin. And and two, I think we're going to have to add on a new title. So I introduced you at the start of the show as the one, the only, the face of firmest gas, Mister Daniel Ferry. I think we're going yeah. to have to add on. Mr. Mr. S- or Super Daniel. Super Daniel. Uh, Yahoo. I, so you, well, I will I will now be joined each week by the one, the only, the face of Firmus Gas, Martinez main man, Super Daniel Ferry. Martinez main man. I love that. Martinez. That, that's that's going on a hundred percent. That from now on, and and the more we find out about about your game related past, the more titles you'll earn. Yes. But I think you've definitely like, earned that one. I like uh, the accolades, gamer score, put trophies, which, by the way, completely off subject. Trophies are 10 years old yesterday. Ten, what? 10? 10 years old yesterday, as of the 3rd of June. Wow. 10 right. years old. Let's let's tie it let's tie it back a bit, all right? Let yeah. let me let me really like tie this back a bit. Are Nintendo ever going to do any form of achievements or trophies? I know that they that they done this thing with Microsoft with like unlocking gamer score through Minecraft because of the yeah. Switch crossplay. Crossplay which, is an R episode we have to do. We yes. have to talk about that at some point. Yes, but, we will. We'll put um, that on ice. The problem I, that we have with this podcast, we could just talk for hours and hours about everything. Well, this is the thing. We can. We're gonna. We're gonna bite size it. Yes. Yes. There will be many. Uh, so long. To answer your question, I don't think so. I if they were ever going to do it, they would do it by now. 
they 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 kind of already have in my mind where you know if you're a completionist you want to get the all the men's in Mario Odyssey or all the stars in Mario 64 or you know things like that you know there's always something there for the completionist always Mario Galaxy that's what they say Sunshine Mario Galaxy pardon me always sticks out in my mind as it felt like a real achievement to get all the stars and that because there was 121 stars in the game finished the game I think somebody can get me right in the comments yeah. 60 or 70 stars to complete it but then after that it was almost like end game the stars got ridiculously hard really really hard and then the last star the 121st star unlocked Luigi so you've got that really sense of god oh and then Luigi, I still remember Luigi, the moment you got, and then the way and like you remember yourself, he kind of was kind of a bit more sloppy and he jumped a lot higher. So it was kind of like you're playing the game, but it was like, and you know, it kind of goes back to that. This is almost where the internet kind of ruins everything sometimes. Where you know, going back, always remember the, the cliche was Mortal Kombat, where all oh, apparently if you do this, you get this and stuff. Uh, and there's and, a different uh, type of fatality where you know, like his head explodes and. And, and you can play as two, Mario, Mario and... you can yeah, you can jump over the flag. But I, I, I actually had that moment again. I'm divert. I had that moment with my nephew last week. He, I uh, really want maybe help him with a moon in uh, Mario Odyssey. Santa got okay. him uh, the red Joy Cons oh. last week, uh, <laughs> and the, the bundle. Last week. Uh, and uh, what they call it, uh, he needed the help with a moon, uh, helping get it. No, Karen. And he was all, apparently, a guy in my school was telling me if you get all the moons, you play as Princess Peach. And I was like, no, you no, I bet it's the, those are the rumors that kept <laughs> no, us going. No, no, yeah. And it's nice to see wee tidbits of that because obviously, like, he hasn't got a phone or whatever. And he's only like yeah. six. But he's like, you know, he's bleeding. The magic is still years, there for them. The magic is still, there's glimmers of it. There's glimmers of it. But speaking of magazine scans, doing my homework for this podcast, did you not notice? When's the last time you watched a video review of a game? A video of a game? A yeah. video review, so like IGN or whoever, game trailers or whatever. They do video they do a video review. Maybe about a week or two ago. Yeah. But do you ever notice in these video reviews they're always very careful to kinda you know, they don't want to reveal too much and they, they kinda go, Oh, the mechanics of the game are like this and the set and then this and you know, they always do a yeah. fairly good job, I think, of you know, keeping us, you know, spoiler free. Yeah. Um, you don't notice of all these magazine scans, particularly in the Mario 64 review, how much they're full of spoilers. I There was one and, I found, and it was like, yeah, the N64 comes out next week. Here's an 80 page guide. 80 pages of spoilers. <laughs> and when you seen that, you were like, yes, where's my tenor? Did I get me a fucking a VHS to some mean, spoilers? I mean, like, I'll give you so official Nintendo magazine. Um, Basically, the first paragraph, Rubberman explanation. After flicking on the power switch, Mario himself greets players in this cod, uh, in his caught Italian accent. It's a me, Mario. He cries. Shortly afterwards, a huge Mario 3D head appears, swiveling to follow the movement of the silver power star. This is the first opportunity to test the 3D stick. Press the A button, and a gloved hand will appear. And so blah, 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 blah. You know what you have to do. But I remember... Not knowing that, when I, I don't know how I had that VHS tip, but I've never seen that. And I was like, "This is amazing!" But this is <laughs> and like this video review is just full. Like it shows you him jumping out of the pipe, 
you know, the guy with the camera, Mar- the page is not here. It's just, don't read it <laughs> if you've never played it before. Cause it's oh, yeah, weird. yeah. But the, the, it's weird. It's weird that there is that aversion now. Like nowadays, it's like spoilers are the worst thing that you could possibly do. And back in the day, you literally paid for them. Uh, I need like, to ask you a question, and it's confession time as well. Go for did it. You, did you throw the penguin off the cliff? Dad, I still throw the penguin off the cliff. <laughs> if if I'm not doing a, a star that involves like the penguin. Yeah. Then I th- I throw him off. I don't I don't need him. I don't like him. <laughs> Murder. I don't every Maybe time. I, I I have I I honestly think I have I have killed in the hundreds of those penguins. I despise them. That was the, and the worst thing was all right. And in all of these reviews that you can see, uh, like they go back to the the first magazine that we looked at, which was N sixty four Pro. Graphics yeah. five out of five, gameplay five out of five, last ability five out of five, sound four out of five. And <sighs> in this next generation magazine, if we look forward, it doesn't give a uh it doesn't give a, a score, but yeah. it mentions the camera as being difficult and the sound as being a bit lackluster in the game. Now yeah. I am convinced because there's a screenshot of Mario sixty four in that next generation magazine, and the screenshot is Mario holding the penguin. Yeah, I- I'm convinced that's why that game lost points on sound. <laughs> because what other sounds are there really that are going to offend you so much that you're like, that's only a four out of five? <laughs> you're like, do you know what I no, mean? No, they nearly, they almost had it. They almost they left at that penguin and they went, eh, I don't know, no, that's kind of that's, that's that's a that's a sound of a four out of five there. Oh dear, but so it's a, it's just a testament to Mario sixty four and the Mario franchise really that the fact that we're still talking about like anybody listening to this is probably oh I remember this memory I remember this memory it's just um, we'll be doing the same with Odyssey we'll be doing the I same agree entirely I- to wrap up I would say that Odyssey is a perfect successor it does feel yes. like a successor yeah. and I think that anyone that is comfortable with Mario 64 could easily get back in and play Odyssey yeah and odyssey i think will be remembered in the same way as mario 64 yeah definitely and it's nice to see that even though that you know some people had gripes with you know camera controls or sound or anything in the old games it -hmm. seems that the things that made the game good are still are still the things that are making mario games good nowadays yeah and it's really nice to see that those core, that like the core sort of values of a Mario game, the core things that make it a Mario game, are still the core things that make it a Mario game now. So you could have someone who is yeah. in their thirties and forties who played Mario years ago, yeah, still getting the same enjoyment as a six-year-old playing Mario for the first time. Exactly. And I actually can't wait to introduce my children tomorrow as well. And I can't wait for the day that I say I met him. You know. And on that wonderful note, thank you everybody for listening to the inaugural 1UP cast. If you have any comments or any suggestions, let us know in the comments of whatever platform you're watching this on. We're going to push this to as many platforms as we can. If there's a platform you want to hear this on, let us know and I'll look into it. Uh, If you want to contact me directly, you can get me on Twitter at HarryAtomicYT or through my YouTube channel, HarryAtomic. And Daniel, where can people talk to you on the interwebs? 
Lee on Twitter at Ferryman5000. And if you have any, if you want us to talk about a certain platform, games, whatever, it's kind of let us know and we'll be happily to oblige. I, I really enjoyed this episode. I really enjoyed this episode as well. I can see us really diving into some more scans and really just sort of picking apart, you know, some really old video game magazines. Yeah, 100%. I'll see you all next week. And I'll see you all next week. Thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you then.